Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman in Barbados, where England's ODI side have arrived ahead of a five-match series against West Indies, followed by three T20s. And fresh from starring in the Big Bash, Tom Curran fronted up today at the Kensington Oval. Being a part of an England squad representing your country, it's, it's, it's not a hard decision to make, isn't it? This international cricket's the pinnacle. This is where the boys want to be playing. And um, yeah, it's great to see all the boys again. I can't wait to get going. So it's hello to Tom, but goodbye to some others. A little bit of sunburn, a um, few hangovers, but it's been great. I've, I've worked with a great team, I must admit. It's been fantastic to learn. From experienced pundits, experienced commentators, experienced people. Um, also, I've been with my hero for, for five weeks, six weeks. I've had Darren Goff sitting on my side and it's, and it's been great. Sad times here in Barbados, but with a couple of fresh faces due to arrive and a chance for England to get back to winning ways, there's plenty of reasons to be cheerful. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe through your favourite podcast app and stay up to date with all the news from England's tour of the Caribbean. You're listening to Following On. Well, here I am in Barbados, uh, the TalkSport team making the short hop uh, via Grenadine yesterday from St. Lucia, a 23-minute flight, by easily the shortest flight I've had um, in my lifetime, and then uh, a 30-minute flight over to Barbados, spent the evening last night uh, sampling a little bit of the uh, the local fare, which means Mount Gay Rum, uh, and here we find ourselves today with uh, myself and Steve Harmison, who's just played a round of golf, but... You don't want to talk about the golf, do you? Didn't go, didn't quite go your way today. No, my golf today was a bit like your flight mid-flight, which you decided to get off, get a beer, and thought I can't fly without a drink, which is probably the best way to go. No, I don't think I could have played golf without a beer today. It was terrible. I have to say, Mark Nicholas played really well in the middle of the pe- middle of the game, and uh, blew me away. So congratulations to him. I'm good to have to leave. Barbados having to take in a defeat because I've had three rounds of golf and that was the first defeat of the golf course. Uh, yeah, for listeners who don't realise, I have a healthy fear of flying and uh, got to Grenadine and decided that enough was enough. And despite it being about nine o'clock in the morning, I gave the, uh, the steward an ultimatum. And the ultimatum was this, you either get me a beer or I'm not getting on the plane. And guess what? He got me a beer. 
Uh, it was brilliant. Actually, it wasn't brilliant. It's horrible. But anyway, um, okay, so here we are. You're about to fly off yourself, unfortunately. Uh, but we have heard from Tom Curran today. The ODI series gets underway. I mean, when you were playing, it wasn't that long ago. But it does seem like we've just finished a test series. And now here we are with the ODI series about to get underway. Was it quite as concertina then? Or did you have a little bit of time between tours? No, it was. It was pretty hectic and pretty full on. Um, I think one of my my very first tour was to Australia, the Ashes Tour, 2002-3. And we actually played three test matches, played a round of one days, came back for Boxing Day and New Year's Day, Sydney, finished the test matches, straight into the one-day series, and then went straight to the World Cup. So it has, it has it's, this is not a, a new thing. It has been for, for a while, a few years now, um, where one-days on the back of the test matches have been just... Yeah, you know, you know, forced in. But I think at, at this minute in time, what I'm looking forward forward to seeing is you know the Test players going back into one day cricket, which is I think easier transformation than it was before. But I think um, the exciting the excitement of coming out here, me Steve Armisen, coming out here on tour, working with Talksport, the excitement to see how the Test match team was going to do because I thought it was going to be three nil, and I've been proved wrong, and I'm happy to say I was completely wrong. But this one day side, this one day side excites me. So it excites me on how they're going to go, who they're going to pick, what the what the formula is going to be, and see how how when Morgan sort of puts all the final pieces into the jigsaw, getting ready for what's going to be a fantastic summer of cricket, especially in the early part with the one one day competition, then the World Cup. Well, let's hear what uh, Andrew McKenna and Tom Curran, well, more importantly, what Tom Curran had to say uh, when they caught up at the Kensington Oval earlier today. First of all, welcome along to the uh, to the Caribbean. Um, you guys have been here for a few days. The Test Boys got in yesterday. How much time have you spent with them? And have you noticed what kind of mood they're in? Do they need a bit of picking up? Uh, yeah, so the Test Boys arrived in yesterday, I think, yesterday evening. Um, we got in a few days ago, but I haven't seen too many of them to be honest we're meeting together for the first time as a squad and uh, yeah I think there's the boys are excited it's a it's going to be an exciting series injection of new faces never a bad thing is it you know after the end of one series starting on just to keep everything nice and fresh yeah definitely I think you know it's the one day groups a real tight bunch of mates as of the test so um, whenever there's fresh faces I guess it's a it's a new lease of life on a on a good or bad day there's been a lot of talk going into the test series looking at the ashes and things like that next year and coming into the white ball stuff there's a lot of talk about world cups and whatever this year do we sometimes get a little bit ahead of ourselves and actually forget about the reason that you're there at the time and actually there's a very important white ball series to be played here now and we need to be concentrating on that and forget about the world cup yeah i mean i guess if people are thinking like that then you've got a point but i don't think the players are necessarily you know, only focus on the World Cup. I think the boys are taking one game at a time, one series at a time. Obviously, it's hard not to have uh, the World Cup in the back of the boys' minds, but, um, yeah, I'm sure everyone will come out firing come the 20th. How excited are you by this series? I mean, the West Indies, I mean, Chris Gale's back in the squad. There's some big names going to be here. We understand stadiums are going to be full and rocking. It's going to be great, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's a, it's a great place to play cricket. And, um, yeah, to hear that, that's that's exciting. You know, the boys are looking forward to it. It's a great place to tour, great people. And, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be an exciting series. What did you take from Sri Lanka then, obviously, before Christmas? You were out there for that. Ah, uh, yeah, it was good, you know. It was a... 
it's a strange tour, you know, in the monsoon season, the boys were on and off, so it had its challenges, but um, you know, I'm always looking to learn, obviously after Sri Lanka, I had a winter away in Australia, and, um, and now we're here, so uh, let's see what happens. I was going to ask you about your time with the Sixers. Enjoy it? I mean, yeah. it went pretty well, so I guess you did. Yeah, exactly. If it, things go well, I guess it makes it a lot easier to enjoy. But uh, no, I loved it. I had a great time. It's a great setup there, playing regular cricket, um, some unbelievable stadiums in the Big Bash. My first experience there. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time. And how much of an advantage is it, therefore, to come straight here, effectively, having had lots of cricket behind you recently? You're not, you haven't been doing nothing for a few weeks. Yeah. You've actually been playing. Yeah, I, I mean... You know, it was one of those things I sort of looked at uh, the winter ahead um, before this this winter after Sri Lanka and uh, to go to the Big Bash and play regular cricket in Australia and the lead up to this big big few months of white ball cricket um, and it seemed like a good idea. So in hindsight, looking the way it's gone and in terms of where I'm, f- uh, where I'm at now, how I'm feeling and the preparation, it, it was definitely a good decision. So um, yeah, hopefully things go well. I know it's the thing about the international calendar at the moment, but you've had to come away before the end of the Big Bash. And in fact, your team sadly got knocked out at the semi-final stage today. Obviously, with you being here, you can't be part of that. Is there any disappointment, a tinge of disappointment on your part? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's bittersweet. You spend two months there, um, you know, forming relationships with your teammates, being a part of the competition and leave just before the final. So, you know, there's a small part of me that does want to be playing there. But when you think where I am now, you know, about... Being a part of an England squad representing your country, it's 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 not a hard decision to make, isn't it? This international cricket is the pinnacle. This is where the boys want to be playing. And, um, yeah, it's great to see all the boys again. I can't wait to get going. It does feel that there's a real group within a group here in this England system. You know, we sensed in Sri Lanka, as you mentioned, it was a frustrating time. You didn't get as much time on the field as you would have wanted. But there's a, a real bonding in this group. Yeah, it's a, it's a great bunch of boys. You know, everyone gets on so well. Um, it's a it's a bunch of mates playing good cricket, you know, for the last few years now. So it's a it's a great group to be a part of, and um, yeah, every, everyone gets on well. So hopefully we can uh, build on everything that's been going the last few years and just keep going. It's something that's talked about in sport an awful lot, you know, this bonding, this getting on. How important actually is it? Because you don't have to necessarily be the best bunch of mates as long as you go out and play well. But is it one of those that actually, if times get tough and you know you get a bit of a stick on, that's when it really comes to the fore? Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, I, I haven't been playing international cricket for ten years, so I, I you know I haven't experienced too many different international cultures. Um, but yeah, look, it's a, it helps, I guess. You know, when people get on, you spend a lot of time on the road. So when you're touring with your mates, it makes those those good days more enjoyable and easier to get through the bad ones. Just finally. We're at Kensington Oval, one of the great grounds of world cricket, great cricket history. You're just thinking about what it's going to be like here next week yeah. when it's hopefully full and hopefully playing for England in a game here. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't played in, uh, for England yet. I mean, I did my first tour here, caught up to my first tour uh, few, was two, three years ago here. Um, so I've experienced a bit what it's like, but to play here will be incredible. It's, uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? 
Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tom Curran speaking to Andrew McKenna. I mean, he's not one to, uh, to make big, bold statements. He's just arrived in the country. And of course, it's always a bit strange, isn't it? You're coming to play for England, but there's been a team here that have been here for about a month or so or in and around the Caribbean they haven't quite met up yet but as you said just before we heard from Tom we all expected England to win that test series two or three nil and I think it's making us all just stand back and go hang on a second England are number one in the world in ODI cricket we all kind of fancied them in that as well but actually we got it wrong before could we get it wrong again here especially when you consider the likes of Gales coming back Evan Lewis is coming back we know a bit more about the bowlers they've got O'Shane Thomas we're going to see him for the first time you know this could be especially in front of a partisan uh, you know a more rowdy crowd this could actually be a much closer series and maybe we'd given credit for beforehand well it's always going to be a closer series the white ball than the red ball I thought the red ball was I thought the gap was huge I thought the gap between England and West Indies was huge even though England are the best team in the world at white ball cricket and even though England are probably still favourites not only to win a World Cup but win this series I expect the gap to not be as big as what the red ball was going to be because of the names you've just mentioned you know if, if Chris Gale gets going and, he, and he, he gets a quick 140, well, they're not going to win. England, are, England aren't going to win. West Indies are going to win. But England have also got that on, this, on their side and have got proven match winners that uh, have done it time and time again. That's why they're the best team in the world. What is interesting is going to be the bowling. The bowling side, can the West Indies bowlers bowl the way they did in test matches, you know, the quick bowlers, be effective, take wickets, bowl at good areas, keep it tight, because England have proved they can do that, and that's why, you know, the number one side in the world. If they do do that, this could be a great series. I think that we're going to see a 400 game. I think we're going to see, you know, big, big scores. We're going to see, you know, you're going to see party atmospheres in the crowd, which is great. Um... But I think where England's trump card could be is in the slow bowling department. I think in one-day cricket, there is a period in that middle where you can just drag the game back and Morgan is brilliant at marshalling his bowlers to making sure that you can get Joe Root a couple of quick overs here, Adil Rashid's in attacking, but you know try to squeeze the game in the middle. I don't see the West Indies having the slow bowlers in that for the 50-over period, in that, in that middle sort of 20-over 20, 20 period where Mo and Ali... 
Adil Rashid and potentially Joe Root can just squeeze the game away from the West Indies by if there's a wicket goes, you nip a couple of overs out, get it due quickly then I think that could be a key area what could make the difference to the side. The both teams have got good quick rolling, both teams have got explosive bat- batsmanship, but I think England's knowledge and know-how and the way they've been playing one-day cricket will probably get them over the line in this series. Possibly possibly 3-2, possibly 4-1, I'm not so sure, but I know for a fact it will be a fantastic series and the gap between the two sides will be a lot closer with a white one than the red one. Uh, before you go, Steve, what are your standout moments? Uh, we're going to hear from your partner in crime, Sam Ellard, later in the show. He's heading off as well today. But, uh, you know, life back on tour for the first time in many a year. What are you going to take back to the UK with you, apart from a little bit of sunburn? A little bit of sunburn. Um, a few hangovers, but it's been great. I've, I've worked with a great team, I must admit. It's been fantastic to learn from experience. Um, pundits, experienced commentators, experienced people. Um, also, I've been with my hero. For, for five weeks, six weeks, I've had Darren Goff sitting on my side, and it's and it's been great. You know, I've I've loved every single minute. And you mentioned Sam, yeah, you know, I mean Sam have good relationship, um, even though he's frightened at anything that moves. More than yeah, you know, it's just the, the the guy is just baffling sometimes. But I think he has been the he's been the best per, best person of our team on tour. I think you, you're going to miss him. I think you're going to miss Sam more than you're going to miss me. You're going to miss Matty Pryor. Nobody's going to miss Sam like like um, like what this team's going to miss him. So, James, you've got a big shoes to fill when you come in, when you do it. But I think just being out here again and being on tour and seeing the boys work, and, you know, from a different perspective, different angle, I, I've really enjoyed it. And I'd like to think I've tried to you know, give it an honest uh, a view of what's been happening because you know, I didn't see the way it went. And it's been, do you know what, it's been refreshing because as much as the West Indies... You can't nail England for being poor because the West Indies were great. Yeah. And in the last Test match, the West Indies weren't poor. England were great. And I think that's, that's the way I think that's the way this whole tour's been. Somebody from a bowling department's put their hands up. And I'm going to be biased. You know, I see Mark Wood get his wickets after more or less travelling out here with him. To see him get the wickets, the way he did, the emphatic way he did it, was, it was a breath of fresh air. And it was what England needed. But England also needed something else that happened in that test match. And that was the captain. That was the captain's hundred. And for me, he just beats Mark Wood to see Joe Root take his helmet off, raise his bat and walk away with a hundred after what had been going on. I think that would be, that's my special moment of the talk. Brilliant stuff. There's been plenty of special moments uh, having you here and uh, look forward to many more as well. Uh, on the subject of Sam Ellard, well... Shortly after that uh, win in St Lucia, uh, he caught up with uh, a member of the Barmy Army team who, unluckily, was staying in the same hotel as him. Yeah, thank you very much, John, at the Bay Gardens Hotel, where currently at the moment it is raining. Thankfully, though, Test match is over. But the Bay Gardens Hotel, full of England fans, and one of those England fans is Dean. Dean, firstly, a day off today. There's no cricket. England won inside four days. A perfect response after losing the first two Test matches. Uh, yeah, to be, um, you know, before the uh, before we came out to the West Indies, obviously a lot of people were thinking uh, probably a whitewash following what happened in Sri Lanka. Um, very surprised by the England performances in the first two tests in terms of you know how 
how poor we were at the bat, really. Um, a lot of emphasis has been placed on the lack of preparation. Is that something to do with it or not? We don't know. Um, I, in my mind, it probably is not ideal preparation, having a, you know, a, a couple of uh, one-day knockabouts. Um, but the third test, excellent. They've come back, uh, they've come back well. The batting performance in the second innings uh, was excellent. Um, we're not a bit sloppy in the field, um, but the positive side, you know, last test, proper test match or five-day test match. I won't call it a proper test match. Uh, before the, the four-day Ireland test, um, they've done well, and it gives us hope for the Ashes. I think we looked uh, much improved. Well, I'll throw you this question because there's so much talk now, isn't there, about what the eleven is going to be for the Ashes, and really the the main thing is that top three. You know, who? What do you reckon? Who do you? I know it's still a few months away, and a lot will depend on who starts well. You know, in county cricket at the start of the season. But how do you think England's top three will will shape up, and what would you like to see? For the Ashes? Uh, at the moment, from what we've seen here, I mean, the only real change, I think, would be, well, potentially two openers, but, um, I mean, I think they'll stick with Burns. Keaton Jennings, I think, is probably finished for the time being. I can't see him starting in the Ashes. Uh, personally, I, 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 he won't play a lot of red ball cricket between now and the Ashes, um, but Jason Roy, potentially thrown in uh, at the deep end, by all accounts, get him in, play his game, uh, see how he does. And, of course, the other, the other option is, uh, I believe it's been mentioned, is the return of Alistair Cook. <laughs> Uh, which you know, if he gets off to a flyer with Essex at the yeah. start of the season, you never know. If the question's asked, would he would he would he uh, come back and play just for the summer? We don't know, but you know, it, it's potentially an option. Well, I think his exact words were "never say never." <laughs> um, it's Sanusha though, the Caribbean, just away from the cricket. Just tell everyone what what sort of place this is like and what sort of stuff have you guys been up to away from the cricket. Um, yeah, very friendly. Uh, been to the West Indies a few times. Not been to Saint Lucia. Um, People here are great, uh, good food, um, plenty of uh, sh- uh, beer, beer, well, shacks, for, rum shacks for, for, for drinking and plenty of bars around Rodney Bay. Um, we've hired a car and driven south down to the Pitons uh, earlier in the week before the cricket started, which was nice. I had a nice bit of lunch overlooking the sea. Um, I haven't been down to the beach, but a lot of people are down there today, believe it's very nice. Um, the weather's, weather's been great. Um, bit of rain here and there overnight but other than that it's uh, not too hot lovely temperature actually and in the evenings it's great to walk around and, and, and meet, up, meet up with friends a bit of dinner and a few beers and it's all good yeah excellent and uh, for the last time this series I'm actually joined by Sam Ellard uh, Sam not long till you head off back to the UK it's been an emotional five weeks here in the Caribbean um, here at the Kensington Oval you've just recorded your last uh, little player yeah. interview with Macca uh, but looking back at the five weeks Wonderful few countries we've been at, Barbados, Antigua, St. Lucia and back in Barbados. Give us a couple of your highlights. Oh, I think my favourite moment, without a doubt, was actually here in Barbados on a Saturday night. I went to do a Barmy Army event with, uh, with Steve Harmison and we, we got there nice and early, but the only problem is we weren't allowed in because we didn't have we didn't have a ticket to actually get into the event and there was two security guys on the door not letting us in i tried to call some of the boys from the barmy army can you help us out there was a massive poster of steve harmerson right next to the two security guys and steve is shouting not shouting but he's going guys that's me that's me and now i've lost a little bit i put on a bit of weight but that is me. So i think that without a doubt We've seen some great hotels, great restaurants, watched some brilliant cricket. But I think trying to bargain with two security guys in Barbados to let Steve Harmerson into his own event is definitely the highlight of my trip, without a shadow of a doubt. I just can't believe it took you about three days to tell us that that had happened. I know. I'll tell you some dreadful stories, don't we? Um, but that, that was actually a good one. Also, not, not as funny, but it made me laugh. I was on the beach with Goffey one day, no top on. Um, and, you know, Goffey's, well, he's, he's kicking on a bit now, isn't he? You know, he's muscly. But a guy came up to him, how are you? And he said, are you still playing county cricket? 
County Cricket. When did you retire from County Cricket, John? About 15 years ago? Uh, I think it was about 2005. Yeah, 15 years ago. Um, there was another funny moment. Can you remember we were down in Antigua doing some stuff for social media by the, that big boat by, by the harbour? Yeah. And that American tourist came up to Steve Harvison oh, yeah. and said, excuse me, Sonny, can I take a photo? And Steve went, yeah, sure, thinking yeah. that she wanted a photo with him. And then she just wanted him to take a photo of her. But the, awkward, the really awkward thing about this was Steve Harmison put his right arm around her shoulder. And as soon as he did that, she slowly manoeuvred away from him. And he's looking slightly perplexed. She hands him the phone and there's big Steve Harmison taking a picture. But no, it's been, it's been, joke, all jokes aside, it has been an, an incredible trip, obviously. The cricket has been fantastic. And right now we're at the Kensington Oval. Um, I think that, that day we're England were bowled out for 77. I think the way the West Indies bowled that day is something that I'll probably remember the rest of my life because we're going to talk about England collapses and how you know so often they're poor but that was just fast fast bowling as absolute best and I'm very grateful to get to mix and, and socialize and learn of some great people and some of the stories I've, I've heard of, of, of Darren Goff, of Steve Harmison, of Matt Pryor are uh, some stories that I'll never ever ever forget and misplaced the Caribbean very jealous of you guys who uh, we've still got a few more weeks left here haven't you absolutely well look Sam it's been brilliant thanks uh, thanks for combining with Steve Harmison to become Talk sport to his very own Laurel and Hardy. But uh, brilliant stuff from Sam. And uh, unfortunately, that's it for Sam. Sam's heading back to the UK. And that's it for this, uh, well, today's following on podcast. We will be back tomorrow um, with a preview to the warm-up game, which takes place at the Three W's uh, here in Barbados. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. At TalkSport, we absolutely love it when our fans get stuck in. That's why we want you to join us in The Dugout, a brilliant new TalkSport listener community. It's a place where you can tell us what sports you're into and who your favourite teams are. And tell us what you think we could do better, like big guests and new sports and that. You could win an Amazon voucher for taking part. What are you waiting for? Visit TalkSport.com dugout and get stuck in. 18 plus, terms and conditions apply.